This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. You all right, Maze? I'm all right, Suze. How are you? Do you want to tell the listener what you just had to do? Well, no. Why would you throw me under the bus like that? I'm not throwing you under the bus. You I'm just, are? I'm just you being are. honest about the direction your bus was going in this morning. Okay, I couldn't work out the tech for how to set up our podcast remotely, so I had to call... Even though we've done it how many times? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and I had to call Mike through, my husband, and he had to set it up for me on his laptop. Um, so, this podcast, presented by two women, is brought to you with the help of one man. Big Kick Energy, sponsored by Women in Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I'll just pick myself up from under the bus, but I'm all right. Scrape you off. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling very excited about us going to the England match on Friday. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm nervous too. I'm, I'm nervous because Millie Bright's out. Yes. Yeah, one million, in, one million out. We now got Millie Turner. <laughs> then the rules. Did we not explain that at the start? No. Oh, you've only allowed one million team at any point. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. So what, are you feeling nervous? I'm absolutely bricking it. Absolutely bricking it. There's so much riding on this. So we we need, as far as I understand it, we have to beat the Netherlands and Belgium have to lose. So if that doesn't happen, are we out of the Olympics? I think maybe. I think, I think our best chance is for us to beat Netherlands and Belgium to lose. But we've done that before, but we didn't do it last time. No. I'm nervous, I'll be honest. I'm I'm really nervous. But listen, I will bring the vibes, I will bring the positive attitude, I will bring the scarves and the, the rattles and the, the flag. You've got rattles? Rattles, yeah, you know, for the game. What, like what a small child would have? Not like a baby rattle, like a football rattle. What's a football rattle? How have I been a fan of oh, football this long? I'll show you on the day. One of those ones that goes... Like that? That was a harrowing impression. <laughs> But you know what I mean. Is there a bleaker moment than watching your friend who you respect dearly impersonate a rattle down Zoom? You think you've had a hard... I had to watch you call a man to fix your computer this morning. Okay, wow. Okay, wow. I'm here, aren't I? You're here. You're here. Um, I'm only pulling your leg, Maisels. Okay, Mais, so you know how in the last sort of, I guess, coming up for six months, I'm in love 
with the women's game You're now. Invested. I'm so invested. I am. I was up at 6am this morning to watch the highlights of the women's football from yesterday. Oh my God, I feel so proud. It's insane. I'm doing it every week, every Monday now. I'm loving going to the matches. I'm following a lot of players on Instagram. I'm across what they're doing. I'm across their lives. I love it. Once upon a time, all of our WhatsApp messages would be a collection of comments on people within the comedy industry. Susie, <laughs> We've been recording for like seven minutes and you've thrown me under two buses. No, I haven't. I'm under the bus with you. We're holding on for dear life. It's friendship. I don't know what messages Susie Ruffles talking about. I've never seen these messages. Really? Nor would I ever engage with them. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm joking. We're both very nice people. But the thing that we are now texting about overwhelmingly is football. Mm Mm-hmm. We're texting endlessly about football. I can't believe I've watched Welcome to Wrexham and you haven't. I know, I know. I still need to catch up on it. I just, I like to go through things in an order and I'm, I'm still finishing The Crown. Oh, are you? Have you started watching the new series? Yeah. You know, the one oh. where she's a ghost. Oh, I hated that. I hated that it's so much. Bad, I was like, why have you done this? Peter Morgan? Do you think I doubt he listens. Wrexham will go down that route? What, where Deadpool will come back? As a ghost. Not Ryan Reynolds, just Deadpool <laughs> in the race course. Well, maybe just like if if the club goes under, does the ghost of the club keep appearing at the Premier League? I mean, I don't hate it. I, I know, exactly. If the Crown can do it, anybody else can. I can't believe it. Surely Amelda Staunton was like, are we sure about this? Diana yeah. sitting next to me while I'm watching the You'd footage about their death. the agent, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Going, I think I think there's a boo-boo here. Have you read the script? They're, they're planning on making her a ghost. <laughs> the thing that people don't realise is that... Diana's dead. Amanda Stoughton is actually from a, a small northern town in Yorkshire. <laughs> Have you read this? <laughs> well, listen, once you finish The Crown, you've got to watch Welcome to Wrexham. Okay, but the reason... I will. That I was that I was making the point about how much I'm enjoying the football is that I've started reading. I've started reading this. Uh, Susie is holding up the front page of a newspaper that just says, Jess, you ain't seen nothing yet. So I've started reading the women's football news. Do you know what you are looking like? You're looking like, you know, on BBC Breakfast when they go, let's see what the papers are saying today. And it's Jess mania up and down the country. <laughs> is that what Nagam Munchetti says? I don't think she says it in that vibe. You no. you sounded more like you were on like hits radio. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Jess Carter up and down the country. Okay, up now. One Direction. <laughs> Harry Styles for Maisie Adam. <gasps> so I wanted to share a story oh. that I think you will love. Go on then. Have you ever heard of the Corinthians Women's Football Club? Yes. I just know that they're a team. I've heard of them. Right, okay. So they were a women's team. They don't exist anymore. Oh. But they were a women's team. Uh, they, they started during 1949. And they played during the ban. They're in Manchester, Suze. Yes, exactly. In Didsbury. Yes. So football had been banned in 1921 because its perception that it was unsuitable for women to play. So if women wanted to play, they could only play sort of in the park, which was really frowned upon as well, or in charity matches, which were again really frowned upon. But there was a guy who who was a scout for Bolton Wanderers called Percy Ashley, and he wanted to create a women's team for his daughter, who was profoundly deaf, but was an unbelievably talented footballer. No way. And so he started this football team, and they didn't have anywhere to play. They didn't have any changing rooms. None of the men would let them use anywhere that they were playing. So they used to, after games, they used to wash in a duck pond in the park. Like, it's shocking. It's really shocking. 
They washed in a duck pond. They had to wash in a duck pond and there were no changing rooms. You're joking. No, there was no running water in the changing rooms and it, they were completely unheated. They didn't have anything. But they ended up touring Europe and the globe where women's football was a bit more celebrated. And in 1957, they went on a tour of Germany. Then in 59 and into 1960, they toured loads of Europe and South America. There was an estimated 56,000 people watching them oh in a stadium God. in Portugal. So they were going from playing 56,000 people in Portugal. Then when they were at home, they weren't even allowed to play on the men's pitch. They weren't even allowed to have a kickabout or a training session there. They had to just play in a local park. And they, the, the, the women, some of the women are still alive. They're in their 70s, 80s and 90s. And it's, it's just this amazing story that they, they've been petitioning for years and years and years to get people to sort of recognise that they were once a team. They don't exist anymore. The final players ended up playing, some of them, for the first Manchester City women's team. So they sort of gone in that direction but these women who are all in their sort of 70s 80s and 90s have been petitioning for years trying to get the local council to get behind them just to erect a plaque to say this thing happened these women were here and in many ways they sort of set the foundation for the lionesses we're now getting really excited about going watching women at Wembley oh this weekend and and I, I wanted to share the story because just last month they put up a plaque in Didsbury Park where they used to play and Andy Burnham who I absolutely love who's the mayor of Greater Manchester was there and he said change is happening right now but it all goes back to you it's right that we recognize that the English women's game was founded in this park oh and so I read the story and I was just so moved by it these women that some of them gave up their jobs. One of them was only 14 when she went to play in South America. Like, no it was way. just, just the idea that, I don't know, everyone's talking about women's football at the moment, aren't they? And including myself, like, it's this new thing. Yeah. But it I thought it was worth mentioning. It hasn't always been allowed celebrated. or noticed or given the platform or respect. A hundred percent. So I thought I'd just give a little shout out before we begin today's oh, show. I for love that, Sue. The women of the Corinthians that. Women's Football Club. A big up From the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Right, should we get on with what today? What's happened over the weekend of football? They'd be absolutely mortified at me having to ask my husband to help me with the Zoom setup, wouldn't they? Look, I'm going to say it. They're in their 70s, 80s and 90s. I think Zoom might be beyond a couple of them. If I try and get oh. my mum on Zoom, she's in her 60s and she's got absolutely no chance. And with that, shall we go to the results? Is that a bad thing to say? Should I not say that? No, no, no. You get the podcast cancelled for ageism. Go on. No, no, Three don't say that. under now. Don't pull me under there with you. I'm just saying, if my if mum's any anything the, to go by... If any of the 90-year-old Corinthians are listening, I just want you to know, I think you're very capable of operating the Zoom. Shall we get on with the match day results? It's been quite a week of football, Sue. Oh, it's been amazing. Well, I mean, for some teams, less good for others. Last week, you used the immortal word, all to play for, and I think it might have had a bit of an effect on a lot of the teams because these are match day eight results. That's six games with 24 goals. Oh, are you ready? Let's do it. Sunday, 26th of November, Bristol City nil, Manchester United two. Arsenal three. West Ham, nil. Chelsea, five. Leicester City, two. Liverpool, four. Brighton and Hove Albion, nil. Aston Villa, one. Everton, two. And here's the biggie. 
No. Manchester City seven, Tottenham Hotspur nil. Oh no, going from bad to worse for Spurs. Yeah, and they. But and I felt like they're a really good team when you watch them. They're quite exciting to watch. But they haven't won a game in their last four games. That it's it's pretty poor form. The only ones that can match them for that long without a win are West Ham United and Leicester City. It's not great. It's, it's not. not great. Let's get into it. Let's yes. start with Bristol City and Man United. I watched this game and my God, Bristol City fans must have been hopeful. Because yeah. Nil-nil at half-time, but then a deflected goal from the World Cup's Golden Boot. best goal scorer this year, Miyazawa, and another from Nikita Paris gave Manchester United the win, who had an impressive 72% possession. I mean, it was just relentless. Yeah. It was just relentless. I, mean, I don't know how, in the nicest possible way to Bristol fans, I don't know how it was nil-nil at half-time. No, and I don't know how it was only 2-0. If you had... Exactly. If you had put predictions on this game, I sort of think... Do you think Bristol City are walking away from that going, could have been a lot worse? I think they might be. Uh, well, uh, one positive note for Bristol is that they had a record crowd of just over 14,000, which I is... I mean, that's incredible. Amazing. That's so good, so good. That's what we want to see year on year, season by season, is growing crowds, growing numbers. That's absolutely amazing. And despite being bottom, it, it's it's great that people are getting behind Bristol, you know, despite the run of bad results. That's football, is you, you, you turn out, come rain, come shine, whatever form your team is in, you come and you come and support. So it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning that, being a Brighton and Hove Albion supporter. Should we talk about the Arsenal game, who we lost to oh, last yes. week? I mean, it was cool. I, I mean, it's exactly what I was about to do. <laughs> it was great to see Beth Mead back, wasn't it? Especially before the international game this it weekend. It was so lovely seeing the crowd behind her like that. Yeah, I mean, Red and White Army, her scoring twice. Absolutely fantastic. Her first goals in the WSL for over a year. Just great to see. And also Frida Marnham scored the first goal for Arsenal again in just under two minutes. I mean, they really <laughs> so came out quick. and were like, let's get this done. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic goals from, from Monum and Mead. Beth Mead dedicating her goals to her late mum who passed away at the start of the year, which was a really lovely moment. There's a massive game coming up for Arsenal after the international break on the 10th of December when they play Chelsea. Both teams, as we've mentioned, currently undefeated. That'll be a good one soon. I think that'll be one for, for breaking the, the, the record of attendance. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, Arsenal at home. Would that be considered a London derby? Yeah, it could be a London derby. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's not like people are going to have to travel a long way no. to support their team. So it's going to be, there'll be a lot of Chelsea fans in the stadium, I'm guessing. But Arsenal are going to have, have you know, the stadium behind them, aren't they? Yeah, they'll have the home advantage. Who are you um, feeling has got this in the bag? I mean, it just feels like Chelsea are undeniable. It feels Chelsea's to lose, which is bizarre because yeah. they've had the same run of results pretty much as Arsenal, but... I feel like I know more about the Chelsea team. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Beth Mead's back. They've got Russo. I mean, there's there's so many good players in Arsenal. They were so thrilling when I saw them, not 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 this weekend, just gone the weekend before. They're thrilling to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's anyone's, isn't it? It really is. Last season, mm -hmm. it was a one-all draw with Sam Kerr scoring in the 89th minute. So, I think there's every chance it's going to be equally close this time. Nail-biting stuff. God, it's quite stressful, isn't it, this sports business? I didn't know what I was getting into. Well, talking of Chelsea, should we talk about their game? 5-2 to Leicester City. I mean, Leicester, 
They started the season really well. And to be fair to them, I think yeah. they're still playing brilliantly. Despite the scoreline, it was a really good game and Leicester played really well. To, to bring it back from 2-0 down, back to 2 all against yeah. Chelsea, that's no mean feat. Both goals come in courtesy of Juto Vantala and Sam Tierney before, of course, Lauren's lovely left oh. strikes again. Two goals and there was one each for Sam Kerr, Courtney Nevin and Aggie Beaver-Jones. My favourite name in the WSL, probably? Totally understandable. Totally understandable. <laughs> I knew you'd be a fan of the Beaver Jones. <laughs> uh, this is a bonkers stat. These two have played each other four times in the WSL. And the aggregate score between them is 25-0. And that's to Chelsea, if you're wondering. What? Right? 25-0 on aggregate? Poor Leicester. They've not won. They've not won in six games now in a row. But at least they finally scored against the Blues. Now I know that statistic. This this feels like a win. Five. Two. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's the same we were talking about Bristol earlier. Like you know, when you're playing these massive juggernauts of a club who have got so much more funding, quite often been a team for so much longer. Yeah. Absolutely. And ma managing to get even one across the line, it does feel like a success, <laughs> don't you think? Full month. Why have I gone from? I am a mum. What do you mean? What across the line? That's an achievement in itself. But it's all about the game progressing for women, isn't it? It's all about all of the teams getting better. Yes, Chelsea are brilliant. Yes, Arsenal are brilliant. But you know, Bristol City are, and so are Leicester. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and it is. It is lovely to see them. To see them scoring goals. To see them getting record attendances. It's just when you come up against a team as tenacious as, as Chelsea, it feels. Yeah. It, it feels almost an impossible task. That's because it is. Last week, Lauren James dedicated her hat-trick to Emma Hayes, talked about how difficult it had been coping with the news that the Chelsea manager's leaving. She went on to say, in a nod to Canadian rocker Brian Adams, <laughs> everything she does, she does it for Emma. Well, there you go. What a lovely, what a lovely touching tribute. We would have had Lauren James down as a Brian Adams. I'm amazed that she even knows who he is. I, I don't think, I don't think. I don't think she did. She thinks she just said it, yeah. I read US Soccer Sporting Director Matt Croker said he hopes that Hayes will be present to meet players and staff during an upcoming international break, with the US set to play twice against China. Ooh. However, Emma has clarified that her priorities lie with Chelsea until she leaves. She said that she'll try and get on a Zoom if she can. <laughs> well, let me be the first to say, sometimes a Zoom is pretty tricky, Emma. Yeah. So hopefully... If you want to borrow Mike to, to help you get set up, he's available. That's Maisie's husband, Mike, and also Maisie's Mike. That's, yeah, that's awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's not the, the, the vote of confidence I would want if I was the US team and she's going, yeah, I'll try and get on a Zoom if I can. I don't know, though. I'd really respect her. I'd be like, yeah, that's she, she's going to give us that same sort of dedication. Yeah, I, I'd hope so. Right, should we talk about, should we talk about the seagulls? Oh, God. I mean, we've I got a broken wing. <laughs> so a great result for Liverpool after last week's five-one defeat by Chelsea. Brighton started well, Suze. Yeah. But Liverpool's Gemma Bonner set a club record with a 138th appearance. Incredible. And there was a lovely moment when Liverpool's Dutch forward Shanice van der Sanden scored and did the rocking the baby celebration to mark her partner giving birth to their daughter last week. That's lovely. Which is lovely and very sweet and very touching. It's just annoying <laughs> when it's against Brighton. Yes, it is annoying when it's against Brighton. Do you have a go-to goal celebration? 
uh, well, listen, if I, if, even if I did, it wouldn't have come in handy any time recently. <laughs> It was uh, it was another great week for Seagulls. We won four two against Duckfield Town, but I, I was on I was on the wind, so I was on crossing duty right. rather than you know scoring duty. So I was I was more of the the supplier rather than. Do you mean the assist? Have you forgotten the words Thank to you. football? Oh my god! All I'd say is everything I do. <laughs> I do more the Seagulls. Um, who did you play this week? Did you say Duckfield Town? Duckfield. Oh, I thought you said Duckfield. I know, I've not heard of them either. I had to look it up on Google. Oh, I thought you said Duckfield, and I thought it sounded like you were playing in, like, a Beatrix Potter novel. No, I wasn't playing a group of hedgehogs and frogs and rabbits and ducks. No, just some quite scary women. <laughs> so... But no, I don't have a go-to goal celebration. I've got, do, you know what I, do you know what I miss? Knee slide. Yeah. The knee slide's good. Did you ever used to do that when you were in school, when you used to come into assembly and skid on your knees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, on the on that polished yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, tried to it. do that before, but obviously I think the grass that they play on at professional football is quite, quite slippy. I've tried to do it before and absolutely stacked it, just knees first and then... Well, the trouble is, I bet it looked like you were folding up. Yeah, it did. It looked like when you try and, when you try and collapse a deck chair. Like you were going flat pack. <laughs> it wasn't good. I think it was distressing for everyone to see. I, I, I did it thinking this will this will look wicked. I just heard everybody around me go, "Ooh, yeah, wasn't good." <laughs> oh God, Maisie's folded up. Now, serious question, Maisie. Our beloved Seagulls are quite close to the bottom in the league. Now, should I be worried? Because is it the bottom two that play to then decide who goes down to the championship? No, just the bottom one. If you're the bottom one, you're off. Just the bottom one. Off you go. Okay. They did have a good midweek game. Yeah. In the Continental Cup. Oh, don't I blooming know it. For, for, for our listeners, I got my dates mixed up. I thought I had a gig. I didn't. I ended up with a free night off. I thought, I know, me and Michael will go and watch the football. And we had a choice between going to see Brighton Hove Albion versus West Ham or Lewis FC versus London City Lionesses. And I don't ever want Big Kick Energy to get accused of favouritism. And sometimes we can be a little bit bright and heavy on this podcast. So I thought, no, we'll go to Lewis FC. At one point, I had a text from our producer in the Big Kick Energy WhatsApp group just saying, I don't want to say that you're bad luck, Maisie, but you're at the only game that hasn't had any goals yet. There's been 25 goals in the other seven games this evening. So it was it was a pretty... It was a pretty disappointing result because Lewis eventually did concede a goal and lost 1-0 to London City Lionesses and it was an own goal, so it wasn't even like a spectacular goal. Whereas Brighton beat West Ham 3-1. Where was I? You were at Lewis. That's what you want to focus on as a Seagull supporter. Yes, absolutely. We'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Should we talk about the Villa-Everton game? Oh, yeah, Villa's woes continue. Yeah, it really does. This was only Everton's second win, but a crucial one, as they leapfrogged Aston Villa in the table. Yeah, and despite having 62% of the possession and Rachel Daly scoring... Yeah. So Villa lost thanks to Anne Patton's own goal and Natalie Bjorn's winner from the penalty spot. Oh, God. So, yeah, I mean, it it does beg the question what's happening, because last year they finished fifth behind the big four, Chelsea, Man U, City, Arsenal, and only lost seven games out of 22. This season, 
They've already lost six games out of eight. What is what is going on there, mates? Uh, is it the sweaty kit, maybe? <laughs> bad vibes? Maybe the sweaty kit in the bag of bad vibes? I, I think they'll turn it round, Sue. So there's too much quality in the team, but they play Man City next. So. And Man City are having... I mean, I appreciate... I mean, they're what, what are they, third in the table? Yeah. But they are having... They're having a moment, aren't they? They're having a belter. Let's not forget Doe Brighton. We beat them. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true, but we don't know. We don't oh. know. We'll we'll keep our eyes peeled for the for the City Villa yeah. game. But for now, should we talk about the City Spurs one? Well, I mean, Bunny Shaw, take a bow. I absolutely love Bunny Shaw. If you put her in your fantasy football team, you are laughing. Bunny Shaw scored a first half hat trick, three goals in fifteen minutes. Unbelievable. Then Hempo got one. Unbelievable. Gerard. Laura Coombe, and then Laura Coombe scored twice to make it seven. Absolutely incredible. And they now go third above Man United. Huge win. Huge win. Huge. The vibe on that bus back to North London. (gasps) Oh, don't imagine. What do you reckon? Chloe Kelly on the decks. What? Oh, I was talking about back to London for Spurs. Oh, oh, sorry. But that's fine. Can you imagine the bus back to Manchester? Oh, unreal. They're having a party. A Venga bus. Do you know what I reckon? I reckon Chloe Kelly is in your team in that she would have the apparel spit spritz yeah. always ready. Always ready. Always always in go. always in the handbag. Always good to go. Uh however, the bus back to North London, seven nil. It's a big old journey as well, isn't it? Manchester to London. What would you do? Headphones in on your Todd? Oh I'd rather get the mega bus. There'd be better vibes on there. And that is saying something. Because those mega buses I mean yeah. we've both done mega buses, they are not the one. Do you reckon it's just silence? full-on library silence, or do you reckon somebody's trying to lift the mood? What, with um, a playlist or something? You know, sticking on a playlist, <laughs> t- cracking a few jokes. No, it'd be terrible, it'd be horrible. Especially for the goalie. Ugh. Another reason not to be in goal. Oh, don't. Yeah, I, this is it. This is why I know I couldn't be a goalie, is I don't have it in me to not have a pop at everybody. Oh, really? I would just be on that bus going... And you, yeah. where was my defence? You could have helped me out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, we all know what Mary Earp says, but we can't say it on the pod because this is a family show. <laughs> uh, moving into other news, Suze. There are no games in the Welsh Advan Premier League until 17th of December. So things stay as they are with Cardiff City at the top, Wrexham second and Swansea yeah. City third after eight games. And the Scottish Women's Premier League, Celtic beat Aberdeen. You thought 7-0 was bad. 13-0. Stop. With Stop. eight different goal scorers. Celtic beat Aberdeen 13-0. It happened, mate. It happened. And Rangers and Glasgow City both won. So the top three remain. Rangers, Celtic and Glasgow City. Oh, my God. They should get a bonus point for scoring double figures, don't you think? 13-0. Incredible. Good God. I feel knackered after those scores. Yeah, me too. <laughs> messages okay we've got an instant message from sophie who says has susie cried over the football yet uh i cried during the world cup and i also <laughs> cried watching welcome to wrexham next question <laughs> goosey this is from connie what has been the most unexpected part of getting pacey into football how much i text i text you so much these days the other day i thought i'm gonna have to stop i'm gonna have to stop this there's a lot of texts which i really like do you because i wondered if it got a bit annoying no i love it no I love oh okay it. fine susie you have to remember you used to text me about musical theater this is a, this is a <laughs> i know what to reply with now 
Or I go, do you know what? I think Starlight Express should make a comeback. Yeah, that's all. Bye. Go. Sorry, who's this? Uh, yeah, it's it's the levels of enthusiasm that Susie has met this with. Like, I get texts yeah. from her all the time about it. She gets um, very nervous and quite quiet in the run-up to a game. I think when we came round to yours for the... Was it the China game or the Haiti game that we came round to yours for in, in the World Cup? I think it was the Haiti game, you know. Yeah. No, no, it was China. It's the one where we, where we won big. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, 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 yes. The China game. Susie was the quietest I've ever seen her before that game. It was, um, it was like sort of being around somebody who was perpetually shy. But she'd invited us round, so um, it was quite a power. <laughs> and I put some, and I put some quiches in, just giving you quiches in silence. But yeah, it's it's. If you'd have told me, I've been mates with how long have we been mates, since? Like a few years. Oh, I think five or six. Five or six years, yeah. And if you'd have since you started stand up, I came and said hello to you the day that you won. So you think you're funny? Yeah, just immediately uh, swiped me in. So You Think You're Funny is a really big competition. And I was just being friendly. No, but you're right. Susie, Susie was really nice to me at that final, and that's when we became friends. Um, if you'd have ever told me at that point that Susie would be the person that you're going to watch World Cup games with and going to watch the Lionesses with at Wembley... like I You'd go, she's a lesbian, it adds up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, you ruined it. You ruined it. Sorry, no, go on, no, no, go on. No, 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 you do it properly, no. do it properly. No, 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 we can't put that in. Um, yes, it's all been very unexpected, but the sheer level of enthusiasm that, that, that Haiti has met this with has been very, very lovely. Uh, but we don't do sentimentality I... on this podcast, we do rinsing each other. So next question is from Christopher Grace, who says, Dear Pacey and Goosey, I'm a 69-year-old gotcha. <laughs> a great start to an email. Why are you laughing so much? I'm a 69-year-old gotcha who fell out of love with football way back when big money moved in and football lost its soul. Well, guess what? In 2015, I discovered a different kind of football. A new football with bags of soul. A football with love and mutual respect at its heart. And I've been in love with it ever since. Whatever this wonderful bug is, I've had it in increasing abundance over the past eight years. And, as we know, the women's game is about so much more than football. I love our wonderful lionesses, every single one of them, and I would just like to say that they've made a very old man very happy indeed. They play the most amazing football. Watching them play and watching the WSL is the best thing I do these days. And I urge everybody else, young or old, male or female, black or white, gay or straight, to give it a go. It is joy unbridled. Just occasionally, I think the beautiful game can provide us all with a little glimpse of the way the world could be. If only we could all just grow up a bit and try to get along. And nowhere else will you see this more than in the women's game. My fondest regards to you both and all power to your award-winning podcast, The Elbows. Oh, thank you, Christopher Grace. I mean, that's, I found that very moving, Christopher Grace. Susie's crying again. I'm not crying, I've just wound up. You know I cry a lot, I don't know why. You're like, oh, enough with the sentence. Susie's crying a lot at the moment, not least because we get emails from somebody who's describing themselves as a 69-year-old conscious. Maisie, you said before, we don't do sentimentality, but I do, I do sentimentality in bags. It's just you. Yeah, you, I'm a very, you are a male. I'm, and what? And what? No, I'm just saying you're a Mel and I'm the I'm the cold stone hearted one. I mean, I just think that it wouldn't kill you to, you know, have a bit of emotion. I do have emotion, but only only when watching football. <laughs>
Um, that's really lovely that that email though Christopher thank you ever so much that's so lovely um, and I couldn't agree more it's like this is what when people always ask us Sue it's like why why we love the women's game so much I always like feel quite conflicted about calling it the women's game because yeah sometimes I worry that that puts it it's a bit like when people call us comedian yes totally it feels a bit like that I'm getting lady comic but at the same time it's so different to the men's game that it's a way to differentiate in terms of its its culture and its style and its support and its following. It's just such a lovely community to be part of, isn't it? With the fact that there isn't that stupid amount of money in mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get washed down. It doesn't get... The, the, the gap between fan and player is so much smaller than it is in the men's game. Yeah, I know. Sophie Bagley started following me on Instagram this morning. She's in goal for Brighton. Whoa, 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 whoa. You've left it till now to drop that in. Oh, and Elizabeth Turlin liked something that I sent her, saying, lovely girl. Stop it. Nay, I'm big in Brighton. You sent Elizabeth Turlin the message saying, lovely goal, and she Yes, I did. Yes, that happened. She sent me a little heart back. I didn't open with that. I screen grabbed it and sent it to you. It was one of my many text messages this week. Oh, sorry. oh, I text too much. I'm on the train a lot by myself. I'm on the road at the moment. And I'm like, friend, I'm sorry, too. friend. I'm sorry. Would you like to read another message? I would love to read another message. This one's from Kirsty. This is a grassroots shout out. Kirsty plays with a team called Football for Food Banks. We're a charitable organisation that provides safe spaces to play football, all whilst raising money and donations for local food banks. We have got teams in Sheffield, Manchester, Chesterfield, Milton Keynes, Northampton and Rotherham. I play with the women's and gender minorities team in Sheffield, who are the most inclusive, lovely group of people who have made me feel so welcome after moving to the city last year. It would be amazing to get a shout out for the team and for all the amazing volunteers who run the team. Keep pacey and goosing. What an incredible initiative. How wonderful. And you might be listening to this thinking, I want to get involved. And I bet you can. I bet there's a way for you to get involved. The the website is www.football... I don't know why I did the W's. Why don't you do the HTTP as well? The website is footballforfoodbanks.com. Just type it into your ass, Jeeves, and it'll it'll be there. You make me feel so old. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Let's do a quick update for the fantasy football teams. We've got... must we. Buzz Brightyear in... Pole position. Is that first place? Pole position? Is that a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> is, that a new, is that a new team in, in I first? think so. Buzz yes. Brightyear, welcome, Casey Shepherd team. Yep. Then um, Need for Mead, a great team great name. name. from Abbey Hard. And Grace Love Football. Grace Love Football. Grace Horton. Are you climbing or sliding? I'm climbing or sliding. Yeah, you're climbing I've or sliding. I've climbed. I've climbed all off. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Yeah. Three places. Good for you. Yourself? Right, so where am I? I'm I'm two hundred and eighty seventh. What are you? Oh, so you've jumped ahead of me yeah. now. Right, who do I need to get rid of? Yeah, I'm gonna have to sell some people. Gosh, this weekend there's no WSL series. No, no. Uh, it's the Women's Nations League games tomorrow. That's Friday. England yep. are playing the Netherlands at Wembley and Pacey and Goosey will be going to the game. Our first together, Suze. Yes. 
Yes, that's very exciting. Now, we can also tell you very excitingly that pre-match, we will be hanging out at the FSA, the Football Supporters Association, at the Blue Check Bar. We might even bring our award-winning sports broadcasters, Mike's along, and ask you some questions. So if you want to come and say hi, lots of people have been in touch asking if they can come and say hi when I put up that we were going. So yes, you can meet us at the uh, the Blue Check Bar. We will be there a couple of hours before the game, Maze. Yeah, like I reckon yeah? so. Yeah? Okay. Can you come and say hello? Yeah, we'd love that. Um, should we have a quick chat about who we might think will be in the in the squad? Obviously, yes, Millie Bright's had. Should. To... I mean, you've already mentioned. Yeah. Millie Bright, friend of the show, uh, yeah. has had to pull out of the squad with a knee injury. That must be gutting for Swapped her. in for another Millie, Millie Turner from Man United, who yeah. replaced her, and Mary Earps has been named captain. Is it rare to have a goalie goalie as a, a goalie. captain? Uh, a goalie. A goalie. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll have a goalie as your captain. Um, okay. No, it's, Hello, it's, this is London. It's we're, now we're doing the crown. Hello. Hello, you. I mean, it, I mean, it's a huge game, Sue, isn't it? We must win. We must win. How are you feeling? I'm feeling positive. Yeah. Uh, not massively, but I'm going to say that. And can you not bring your bad bag of vibes? Oh, I won't bring my bag of bad vibes. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Okay, I'll good. Right. Just good vibes. Thank you. Just good vibes. Okay, right. Come and say hello to us. Please share the show with people that you think might enjoy it. Get in touch with us on Instagram, send us an email. All the details are in the show notes and we'll be back next week, hopefully celebrating. I want I want me to score. I want Lauren James to score. Oh God, I know, I know. And and we don't want to uh, neglect any of our fans from any of the other home nations. Uh, yes, so, of course. Uh, Scotland are travelling to Belgium. England play the Scots next week, who, must, who we must also beat. Uh, yeah. Wales are home to Iceland. That's them that do the big clap. Do you remember that? They like to, they like to all clap at yes. the same time. That's yes. Northern Ireland are away to Albania and Republic of Ireland host Hungary. Oh, do you know what would be nice? If the Republic of Ireland would let us borrow Katie McCabe for oh, a bit. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? Wouldn't that be handy? That would be really... <laughs> Who do we you have to be ring able about to that? Do that, shouldn't you? You should be able to like do a quick fantasy football thing of like you can just swap in one, one person. Just one? Just the great McCabe? Yeah, maybe Republic of Ireland will progress further but if they don't I let's think hope so should be available for everybody else not everybody else just us so hopefully we'll see some of you and if not we'll be back next week with all of the highlights from the international games this week oh come you on lionesses it. england meet up <laughs>